Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Comsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of the Comsi, and today we bring you a very interesting topic, actually, which is everything that has to do with VAT compliance. We all know that it's a nightmare to deal with that. It's, it's not the easiest thing, especially if you're expanding into Europe. And that's why I brought my friend Robert Maid, uh, who is actually the executive vice president, actually, which everything that they do is uh, regarding VAT compliance. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to answer some of the typical questions we have around this topic um, and learn from him, right? So yeah, Robert, welcome to the show. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for the invite, Vincenzo. It's a pleasure to have a podcast with you, with the e-commerce lab, uh, EcomC. Um I'm feeling good. Like uh, I just came back from New York last week. I was uh, on the white label show. Good. So it was a, uh, it was another great opportunity to meet new clients and you know yeah. like see what they are struggling uh, regarding the expansion to EU. I see. Especially yeah. with the VAT. So uh, I had a great speech there, and uh, I think it was really useful for the US clients to to get an overview. Uh, what to do if they are expanding, what are the most important uh, things and what are the consequences if they avoid to register for VAT. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, especially Americans, every time I go to speak to uh, clients in the US, they are always afraid to jump into Europe. It's like it's such an unknown territory. But I think mainly everything that has to do with VAT and, you know, the compliance, and all of that is very tricky, so it's awesome to have for sure people like you in the space. And um, now, before we jump into that, usually I like to use the the first couple of minutes just to you know get to know an introduction about you to our audience, so they get to learn from you, and just to see how you basically went from jumping to the commerce space and landing actually. If you can give us a little bit of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Thank you for the short introduction. You already did it for me. So my name is Robert Mate. Um, before we established, actually, I was uh, employed by, by KPMG, which is one of the big four uh, tax advisor company. And uh, in in the company in the in the in in KPMG, uh, I was in one team. We were handling the e-commerce business, so we built up their. Um, the opportunity for the e-commerce clients using KPMG. That means it was like a VAT engine tool to, through which the clients were be, were able to register for uh, VAT through KPMG. And that was the, the uh, my part there. I was back in those days, a country manager for Czech Republic. Mm -hmm. So I was okay. handling, I was handling just the, uh, notifications, the registrations, and the VAT just for Czech Republic. 
but I get more into the uh, e-commerce business after when I left KPMG and the founders of Textually, they invited me to be a part of Textually. So from the really beginning, you know, like we saw the opportunity to simplify the VAT compliance for for e-commerce clients. In the really beginning, we were focused just on the e-commerce clients. Okay. But uh, how the time went, then we uh, and how we grow, then we we started to focus on small medium enterprises and also on large enterprises now. But uh, in the really beginning, we were able to cover uh, with textually system what we developed uh, from the scratch. The textually system is um, a cloud-based solution for okay. e-commerce clients, which can be really helpful if they are if they want to expand and if they want to register for VAT. So the registration process to textually is really simple. So you just need mm -hmm. to go through the questionnaire where we will ask from you several questions about your business. You just okay. need to upload a few documents about your company. Okay. And then after that, uh, the system is automatically generated for you, the power of attorneys, mm. which we need for the VAT registration. You are able to select the countries where you want to expand and we will handle it, uh, everything on behalf of you if we have the signed POAs. That's, that's awesome. The, yeah, so that's the, that's the first, that's the, that's the beginning of the whole process. Okay. After a few weeks, uh, when, we, when you sign up, you will get the VAT number in the country. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can start the submission. So with Textually System, uh, as I mentioned it, you know, like uh, we, we, how we help clients is like uh, we have different connections. For example, Amazon is one of our uh, API connection, what we already have for a long time. That okay. means that if you are an Amazon seller, then you just link your Textually account to your Amazon Seller Central, and then mm -hmm. we are getting the data every month automatically. So you don't need to care about uh, some, you know, like... That's uh, huge, data. yeah. Because most solutions, you need to send the report and everything is a mess. So the fact yeah. that you have that API is huge, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So basically, you know, they just connect the two uh, platforms then we are getting the data automatically. They can just, you know, like log into the Textually system. And after that, if they are happy with the result, they can just approve the VAT returns and we will, we will submit them automatically after the, after the approval. Very so it's good. pretty simple. Yeah. So this is, the, this is the way how I, I get into this, into this industry. Um, I was all, always, you know, like really interested how Amazon really works. I also yeah. uh, tried to sell on Amazon back mm -hmm. in 2017, but it wasn't that successful. So uh, we just went in this industry, in that area where we are, I would say, uh, better focused and where we have the knowledge and where we have the, the skills. Yeah. I love that. And, and thank you for bringing that history also of your background as a seller. I think that's always great to see. And I see that multiple times among your guests and people that I meet. It's like the way of doing business with Amazon, it, there are many ways. You can be a seller, you can be a service provider, you can be a consultant. And it's great to see what you have built in, in, in the 
VAT space, which is very unique, and especially your technology. Um, now, I think what I would like to start jumping into so we can start uh, providing some kind of insights to our audience around VAT compliance is like, let's say when somebody's jumping specifically into Europe that we know is a, is a, basically the place where it's more uh, complicated to deal with everything that's to do with VAT. Most of the time, you know, you need to decide which country you should be starting with first, right? So based on your experience um, on all the clients you already got, have uh, within your system, what is usually the markets you see people jumping first? And what is the amount of markets you see people usually jumping at once? Because I think realistically for some people, you know, it's not feasible to register VAT to all of them at once. So what is your advice on that? Yeah, yeah so... Uh... I see that the most of the uh, clients, especially from US, uh, they are when they are expanding to EU, they have always, you know, like uh, uh, fear from this market. But uh, the most, I would say, uh, common countries are Germany and and now UK. It's already outside of the EU, but they are treating. They consider, yeah. They consider that it's, it's, it's the UK. So I recommend always in Europe, I recommend always Germany and France because those are the biggest markets. But we also see, you know, like Poland is a really nice market. There is a lot of buyers. There is also the, the mentality of the clientele is really focused on, on the e-commerce. So if someone is buying something, they are going to the, uh, Allegro, Amazon mm -hmm. to yeah. to some page, and they are ordering it uh, from there. It's absolutely different. For example, in Hungary, because in Hungary, for example, where I am living, here we it's not really you know like uh, there is any the culture to for buying online yet. Yeah, absolutely no. Like you know, like we order food to our <laughs> homes, but yeah. if you want to get I don't know a toothpaste or uh, whatever. Sound. You are yeah. going to the store yeah. and you are buying it. But in Poland, I have a lot of friends and they say they, they, it's, a, it's an absolutely different culture in this e-commerce world. That's great. Okay. And, and let me ask you, when it comes to especially starting within uh, Germany and the UK, there's definitely a specific things that will trigger that you will need to register for VAT, especially if you're coming from overseas, right? So... How does it work usually? I mean, do you need to register for VAT from day one? Do you have like a threshold that if you don't hit, you don't register? What is usually the scenario for most people when jumping to Europe? Mm -hmm. So most of the US sellers, they are starting the launch in EU and in UK with the FBA program, which is, you know, the, the simplest way. Yeah. Yes. With this, which is the simplest way. So they are launching the FBA center and they are using the FBA model of the Amazon. And from that moment, they need to register from the, from the beginning because they will send some goods into those countries. That means that they need to have a VAT registration. And of course, it's also um, it's beneficiary for them to, to have that because... Uh, when they are importing goods, for example, into Germany, they need to pay the import VAT. And if they have the VAT number, they can claim it back. I see. Okay. So, yeah, I think these are the, the really first steps, what they have to do. Uh, the registration in these two countries are pretty similar, I will say. Uh, 
in Germany, it's now a little bit faster to get a VAT number. In UK, it was really easy in the past. Now, the tax authorities, they are requesting a multiple additional documents. Yeah. So yeah. you need to have, you know, like uh, a proofs that you will have a business activity in the country. They are a little bit more strict now. I see. Okay. So um, actually, now that you've been in UK, that's a very interesting topic. And maybe we can briefly touch on that. It's like after Brexit, um, UK became much more complicated when it comes to everything that has to be compliance and VAT and all of that. So that means at the moment, uh, whenever, um, I mean, what is the biggest change you have seen from the moment Brexit happened? So do you see more documentation be requested and more, uh, more compliance? So what are some of the key things Americans should have into consideration this example when deciding to jump into Europe? Because before, as you say, it was just Germany and from there it was expanding to all the countries at once. But now UK is not anymore into Europe. So you have to then basically design two strategies at once. So, yeah. yeah so uh, the biggest change is like if you, if you are uh, a seller and if you are in expanding to UK, then you you just not need to be registered for VAT. You need to get also the ERI number. So okay. before that, it was enough to have like one for the whole Europe as it is right now. So if you have a German ERI, mm -hmm. then you are able to use it for Czech Republic, Poland, mm -hmm. whatever. But if you are uh, moving goods and uh, into UK, then you need to have a UK one as well. Also, you know, like all the transactions going from the UK to Europe, uh, they are not anymore treated as a movement, uh, sorry, as the FC transfers. If you are moving it between the warehouses or if like a movement of own goods between mm -hmm. Germany and the UK, if you are moving your own goods, but they are, uh, you need to export and import the goods into Germany. Also okay. the sales from UK, they are not anymore like how it, how it, how it used to be. It's not, not a distance sale anymore. It's always, you know, like export and import into yeah. EU. So, yeah, we see that, you know, like uh, a lot of EU clients, they are selling nowadays less to UK. Yeah. How they used to, because it's a little bit more, um, it's a little bit less time effective for them. So yeah. they, are, they are able I to- I guess it's more that. efficient to expand within France and Italy and Spain yeah. than jump to UK. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They can spread the goods faster in between the the countries, you know, like the um, the, the really the, the delivery of the product is, is much, much quicker. Yeah, 100%. So now, now that we're coming back to Europe, there's also something uh, relatively new that is being, you know, be bothering some people in terms of the complexity that you now need this extra thing. And the thing I mentioned is the EPR, right? So yeah. uh, can, can you briefly touch on that? How does it work? How do I get registered? When do I need it? Yeah, mm -hmm. the basics. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so EPR is like it's not something new. I would say it just became mandatory uh, mm -hmm. because the EPR, uh, for example, as I will say like in for example in Hungary we have clients who are uh, reporting EPR for five years. You know, like and. Mm -hmm. uh, and Amazon just announced that everyone needs to have the EPR number uh, because it will be mandatory from 
uh, in Germany from this year, January, like from 2020 to January. And the EPR number is for the, for the, is the number what you need if you are selling goods into Germany. So you don't need to keep the goods in Germany, even if you're selling goods. So if you're sending your goods from Czech Republic, Poland, whatever, to German customers, you need to be registered for EPR. So you need to obtain the EPR number. Okay. To obtain the EPR number is not a huge deal. Uh, we are able to obtain the EPR number within two, three days. Okay. It's pretty quick. Um, and after, when you get your EPR number, you need to report your... Uh, so you need to re report all the transactions what you sent or sold to Germany. And there are okay. like different categories for EPR. So the most, uh, like the, the category which everyone will probably need is for packaging because you know you, know, you are sending uh, mm -hmm. stuff in some boxes. So it, it's really, it's really the, the, the thing what everyone will need to uh, report to them. It's on the annual basis, so you don't need to report it on the monthly basis. It's enough to report once, but you need to pay to um, you need to pay in advance the contribution fee, which can be calculated based on your sales um, from the one year before, or if you just launched your uh, sales to Germany, there is like a regular contribution fee which needs to be paid and by the end of the year when you will be able to uh, show how many pieces of or pallets you sold to germany then they will recalculate like we will recalculate it we will report it and they will send you back you know the the difference what you need to pay uh okay. regarding this contribution Okay, and and you keep mentioning um, in the example uh, Germany, but just to clarify for audience, do you need the EPR for every single country in Europe, or is country specific? Now, now you need just for uh, France and uh, Germany in the pan-European okay. program, but from 2023 January, they are uh, they are planning to to uh, go live and to go mandatory also in the other countries. Okay, so that means most likely is is advised to get ready for those countries as well when it comes to API. Yes, okay. and it's also really like a, a product. Uh, it's also like a product specialized, um, like kind of. A, it's like a really product oriented, you know, like thing that you need. You need to be aware if you are selling electronic stuff or if I you are see. selling it's based on the category materials. Yeah, so, and all of that. yeah so you have like a different categories and you need to know how to treat them properly to avoid any you know like uh penalty or 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 whatever they can uh okay good okay do. that's fine yeah. so now um just to start um also concluding some of the gen gen general questions people have when it comes to VAT compliance. So what are some of the things, um, I mean, what are some of the the issues you can have for sure, which I can already imagine if you don't do VAT compliance from day one. So is there 
uh, specific fines in place. So they give you a certain window that if you by a mistake or you forgot you didn't register, they allow you that. Um, how does it usually work? Um, I mean, which is basically most of the mistakes I have seen when people jump into Europe, they forget to do it, they don't do it. So what are the things you usually see happening when that happens? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so if you avoid the VAT registration uh, in Europe, it can have a multiple consequences. So first one is that you will need to report all the transactions, what happened in the past, you know, when you will, when it wasn't registered for VAT uh, retroactively. That means you will be automatically uh, penalized by the tax mm. authorities. Okay. You will need to pay someone who will calculate these retroactive returns on behalf of you, which is also much more pricey when you are doing it from the beginning. And yeah, and you know, after the first submission, probably they can announce an, ad, uh, an audit okay. on your report. So you will not just need to submit the returns, but you will need to also prove your uh, business activity in that country in that period when you when it wasn't registered for VAT. So yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it, 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 <laughs> you don't want to get there. <laughs> no, it, it's it's really like, uh, it's always better to register in advance uh, and to make sure that everything is set up correctly, like you are registered for VAT, you are reporting correctly, because if you will avoid it, it will have like a lot of consequences. You will... Yeah get your uh, Amazon account blocked. That's yeah, another sure. thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you are not registered for VAT in Germany or if you have an unpaid VAT, they are suspending the accounts really, really quickly. So yeah, I will Good. not recommend it to anyone because then you are not able to sell. So yeah, you are struggling <laughs> like how you are struggling like how to, you know, like unlock your account. If uh, it's really on the Amazon side, then probably you will yeah. wait days and weeks and then all, all the revenue you lose yeah definitely yeah. Don't do that. great so you so... will you will lose revenue plus you will pay penalties plus, plus, <laughs> oh, everything plus. negative there isn't every single uh, a single plus thing yeah i know it's crazy yeah <laughs> good man so yeah i don't know if, if there any other tip or maybe advice you want to give like maybe avoid this or an advice from after seeing so many I... accounts is, is something you want to add I would just say that, you know, like be compliant in Europe and you will have uh, a really quiet and happy life <laughs> if we are talking about VAT compliance. Uh, anyway, like you will have like a lot of pain uh, from, from the different, you know, like warning letters from different tax authorities. So it's really, really, really uh bad if you are not familiar like what can happen and it's happening to you and then you are trying to solve it so it will be a lot of hustle you know to to manage it and then to solve the problems what happened uh because you were not compliant so yeah Definitely. i will always recommend to register for a vat in advance to make sure that you are working with the with the proper um service provider who can really have the expertise and who really have the people who can help you, 
who can advise you and who can, you know, like submit and calculate the VAT returns properly on your behalf. Totally agree with you, 100%. Great. So is there um, basically where people can find you? So give us a little bit of that. Is there any specific uh, link you want to share or promotion with the audience so people can reach out to you? Uh, yes. So uh, basically they can contact me to my email address um okay. i will share it with you or how can i do that because you know, yeah like... so we can yeah, we can put it down in the link in in the description okay. Yeah. yeah okay so we will put it into the link into the description i will also put there a um a landing page for uh, ecomc clients where they will be able to uh, register with a discount for a vat okay. awesome and I think that's all. Like, uh, thank you. Yeah, that's the main that. channel for registration. Yeah, thank you very much, Robert. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you here. I mean, you share very good insights when it comes to VAT compliance. I'm pretty sure we're going to have future episodes about that. And in the meantime, looking forward to meet you again here in December in London, man. Yeah. So, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Speak soon. Bye. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.